Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in the studio right across from my co-host and producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. All right. Coming up on today's episode, we're going to kick things off with a little ranting. And then we've got a worst things first for you. What? Since when? We do worst things first? Yeah, guess what? We do it every fucking week. Wow. Where I shout about the stupidest, most ridiculous worst news of the week. And then we are diving deep into all the things that scare me if I think about it just a little bit too much, okay? Because NASA put out those pictures, NASA, <laughs> NASA put out those pictures of a bunch of other galaxies or whatever, and everyone's like, oh my god, it's so pretty. Oh. And apparently, I was the only one screaming my face off. <laughs> Space? Actually, completely terrifying, if you think about it. And finally, we'll get into all the good stuff that helps the batshit go down easier with our chasers, so let's get into it, let's do it, let's start the show. All right, Barry, what's your gripe this week? My gripe this week is that when I was watching the show, The After Party, this is like a month ago, they Uh had an episode that was a musical episode and I fast forwarded through every single song (gasps) and it made me realize that shows that are not musical shows. So like take Crazy Ex-Girlfriend off this list, obviously not talking about that that just like randomly have a number in their episode. They Uh just like have a musical number. Get it out of here. I don't want it, especially if it's like I'm really I'm talking about Riverdale here. Like <laughs> I was going I'm going like, through the list of shows. It in my happened head. like once in Riverdale and then suddenly every single episode had a musical number and like 
It's different on something to me like Schitt's Creek where like he's playing guitar and singing and it's like clear he's actually singing. Right. But anytime a show just suddenly has a character who is singing and it's clear that they're not really good. Uh-huh. Why are you making them sing? Why are you doing this to us? It hurts me. I think about all of the cast and crew who had to witness it live, <laughs> and it makes me sad for them and cringe. And I don't like it, and we should stop. Riverdale has, like, a lot of musical numbers, so right? So many. None of them are good singers or, frankly, good dancers. <laughs> I don't know why they keep and it has doing nothing it. to do with the in a way that like at least Glee is like right, about a, a Glee club. Exactly. And with Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, it's right. like, you know, the whole premise of the show. Right. And there's, you know, Buffy has a musical episode, but like. Yeah, but that was like the 90s. Right. And it was like a demon. It was part of the plot. It like made sense why sure. it was happening. But when just nowadays, I feel like they'll be, you know, what? let's just throw an, a musical number in here. And it's like, why? It does remind me of one of the earliest instances of homophobia that my <gasps> mother ever <laughs> hurled at me. Oh, no. So I'm sorry to bring up this triggering moment <laughs> yeah, for you. <laughs> you're actually re-traumatizing me. <laughs> and that was when we were watching Dreamgirls, which is famously one of my... I mean, I wouldn't say Dreamgirls as a whole is, like, my favorite film ever, even it's though— It's, like, it, part of your origin story. Right. It does contain And I'm Telling You, which is my go-to karaoke song. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it contains a performance by Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> I, will, I will offer no qualifying word for her performance, <laughs> but it does contain her performance. And I remember watching it and my mom saying, like, I just, I just don't—I I like the movie, but I don't like when they just start singing. <laughs> It's like, yeah, that's a musical. What do you think we're watching? <laughs> Which I get in the in the form of a movie is often much weirder. Yeah. Especially if you have not or are not already familiar with the production. Yeah. The stage production. Anyway. But yeah. That's a real dagger to my my little gay heart. Also, well, do you want to finish your thought? No, that I mean, that was it. No, so go ahead. No, I just need to call out my mom again because... <laughs> okay, it's your great this week, just your mom? <laughs> I was talking on the phone with her. Uh, I knew immediately what she meant because she was like talking about something else and then she was like, well, what did you do? Did you do anything last month? And I <laughs> Which is a, just a broad question. <laughs> just, just do anything. But I knew what she meant was that it, it was Pride Month right. is what she was hinting at. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, well, June, I, I just learned the other day that there's a whole month just for gay. <laughs> that is a direct <laughs> quote. June, there's a whole month just for gay. Okay, we need calendars. We need merch. We need shirts. We need hats. I I <laughs> was like a whole month just for gay. Yeah, how is how? I'm also positive we have talked about this before. There's no possible way that my mother in July 2022 is just learning about Pride Month when I. No, her, it's not Pride Month. It's a month just for gay. Yeah. That was a direct quote. <laughs> and the, my dad was also there and he was like, well, yeah, what are you talking about? He he was on my side. Okay, okay, right. okay. He was like, a month just for gay? What? No, he also works in like an office where right. they like, you know, right. he, do he, corporate pride. Yeah, I was about to say, he's probably like been a part of like products, putting rainbows on them, things right. of that nature. Exactly. Yeah. And also, he's just a member of society in a way that <laughs> my mother apparently is not. 
I guess that's my gripe. I don't really have a gripe. I mean, my gripe is that we've been recording for approximately eight minutes so far, and I would say that I already have a voluminous underboob sweat. Yeah, I don't know why you're so sweaty. It's actually quite chilly in here. It is, but also I walked here um, mm. in in the heat. And oh, it's disgusting out. Yeah, I did just walk across the street because I live across <laughs> the street from the studio, um, and I purchased a hot coffee, which is homophobic of me. Yeah, so that okay, does can- okay. <laughs> that does cancel out everything my mom that's said. why you're hot it's because you just drink a fucking hot coffee stop drinking it why did you get a hot coffee i also forget that um sometimes this has been a theme lately because i lack all self-control mm-hmm. i need to get things that will hinder me and mm, so right, i'll yes. get a hot coffee so i will drink it slowly you're kind of like one of those dogs where they eat their food too fast so then the owners have to get a dog bowl that like has a puzzle in it so that they have to slow down <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to get those dog bowls for I yourself. Need a, I need a meal box that where I have to like solve a Rubik's cube in order <laughs> to get each new thing of food. So is that why you got hot coffee? Is so that you wouldn't suck it down in right. one gulp? And ultimately, I did. <laughs> And that is why I am sweating. I always forget, and this this could be my complaint of the week, I always forget that coffee is a diuretic. So even if, and yeah, SAT word, yeah. that I'm still not entirely sure if I'm using right. It makes you poop. It makes you poop. It, it makes, it just like releases your shit. So it makes you sweat. <laughs> it makes you pee. It makes yeah. you poo. Yeah. And I always forget that. Mm. Should we uh, dip into the rant hotline and see what um, our winos are, are calling it about? Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's play it. Barb and Star is no longer free on Hulu. <gasps> I go to show it to my sister, who had never seen it. Me, all excited, ready to play it. Hulu, uh, available only with premium subscription. Um, I don't uh, no, no. So what did I have to do? What did I have to do? I had to pay three ninety nine to rent it. <sighs> it's a Hulu movie. Why would it not? Be free on Hulu. I paid for my little Hulu subscription, and I can't watch the one stupid movie that I want to watch. Anyway, it's bo- it's bogus. Absolutely bogus. Have a good day, guys. Bye. Okay, first of all, we absolutely need to be bringing back the word bogus. I kind of forgot about it. Um, second of all, we need to start a GoFundMe <laughs> for everyone out there <laughs> who wants to watch Marvin Star. <laughs> start the unhappy hour GoFundMe. Right. We can have like a fund that people can dip into yeah. just so they can pay for Barb and Star. Yeah. I'm just looking because I was like, I don't believe it. I need to verify this myself. Yeah, I don't I don't have access to it because I don't pay for Hulu Premium. Was it a Hulu original? No, I don't think no, it was actually. It was, no, no. But Hulu it, it, exclusively streams it. Right. No, because I remember it was just initially just like released. Because we bought it like oh, a couple yeah. times. Yeah, we rented it. We we spent like forty dollars on it. Yeah, back to back, <laughs> back to back weeks. We spent nineteen ninety nine yeah. to rent Barb and Star. So actually, it sounds like you um you got off pretty easy. Yeah, like you're welcome. That being said, I will extend this complaint and mm-hmm. say that I probably pay, and I'm just going to be a low ball estimate, uh, probably like four to five thousand dollars a month on subscriptions. <laughs> yeah. Um, because famously, I do not have Mm self-control and every time I want to watch anything I will pay for the the service and tell myself I'll I'll cancel it and then I never will no I never will and that is why I have approximately five months worth of care of vitamins in my (laughs) my cabinet because they just keep sending them even though I forget to take them and so I could open a pharmacy actually (laughs) 
<laughs> I can open a movie theater, You're a an pharmacy. <laughs> yeah, an athletic green store. I have I have plenty. I've Get that goop, girl. Them. Yeah. So anyway, um, great complaint. We, I mean, we now have. I mean, who who was it that commented on our Halloween costume? I mean, didn't Annie Mulo? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was Annie. So because it's her and the us. costume designer. Yeah, we'll get in touch. Don't yeah. worry about it. We'll we'll let her know that we'll get um, an unhappy hour discount. She should be writing Hulu directly and offering this to us for free. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for calling in, and now let's get into the headlines. All right, worst things first. Let's chat about the stupidest, most ridiculous worst news of the week. First, a family's beloved cat named Rowdy has been haunting Boston's Logan International Airport. No, no, not at all. <laughs> Every time I try a Boston accent, I just end up sounding like a Kennedy. A Kennedy, yeah. Which, like, to be fair, you know, it's Massachusetts, but Boston's you gotta, Logan you, 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 International. You got to pack your case. Boston's Logan International Airport. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I just spent a lot of time in New Hampshire with a lot of Bostonians, so... Um, uh, but then I get into Midwestern. Yeah, Rowdy. Mm. For three weeks, Rowdy has been haunting Logan Airport after escaping from his pet carrier and dodging airport personnel, airline employees, and an animal expert that was hired specifically to find him. Okay, and also the owner, who I guess just was like, Ugh, can't find my cat, now I got a piece? Yeah, I mean, uh, here's what happened. Yeah, okay, I, I need think... I need some I need some explanations. So it was a family cat. They returned from an army deployment to Germany. I guess they sent the whole army. It's We're sending so families now. Wild that like there's just like armies everywhere. The U.S. just has has little bases all over the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> I guess so. We're just sending people to Germany still, <laughs> just in case, still, just in case there. they get any fresh ideas all over the place. I mean, famously, yeah. Was a pretty big war there. I mean, right. And shit's coming back. Yeah. Nazism is alive and well in 2022. Um, Although, let's cut Germany a break. It's more prominent here than it is there. Amen. Because they have what? National shame. (laughs) Anyway, so their Lufthansa flight landed and their four-year-old black cat named Rowdy escaped her cage. Oh, excuse me. Oh, my God. He misgendered (gasps) her. Shiro. Shiro. Yes. She escaped her cage in pursuit of a bunch of birds. See, this is why birds should not be in airports. Yes, yeah, it's a Why danger. The fuck is this fucking bird in the airport? They get so bold in airports too because oh, yeah. they know we are at a disadvantage. We are there and we have to stay on the ground until a machine can lift us in the air and they want to walk They're walk right in on their little big ass legs us. and taunt us and I'm sick of it, okay? Get those birds out of our airport. Send them back. Build that wall is what I'm saying. Yeah. Bring in only the flightless birds. I want an airport full of penguins. I want an airport. uh, It's the only flightless bird I can think of off the top of my head. Ostrich, emu, cassowary, (laughs) flamingo. (laughs) No, flamingos fly. No, flamingos fly. (laughs) Um, I think every time you enter an airport, they should give you a gun. What? (laughs) (laughs) They should give you a BB gun and you should be allowed um, to shoot at birds while you wait for your flight. I mean, to take care of the problem. Yeah, it would. And it would entertain you. Right. 
And then you could just get on the flight. And it won't be traumatizing <laughs> to anyone. <laughs> yeah. um, cool, 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 cool. We live <laughs> in a nightmare. Um, anyway, so Rowdy was on the receiving end of a whole chase. Her getaway set off this massive search involving airport and Lufthansa personnel, construction workers, animal welfare advocates showed up. They used wildlife cameras. They used safe relief traps. And Lufthansa eventually hired a tracker to come into the airport to try to travel. <laughs> <laughs> they hired like a full safari watcher to come yeah. in. Just full. What was the, what was the bounty hunter's name? Blank the bounty hunter. Dog the bounty dog. hunter. They should have just brought Doug in. Dog. <laughs> I think it's dog. Dog the D-O-G, bounty hunter. Which is actually so incredibly wrong. fitting. Yeah. Dog the bounty hunter. Bring him in. Here's my other, uh, again, I should save this. My complaint was going to be like bounty hunter adjacent, which is I've been seeing a lot of TikToks, ring the TikTok bell, of tow truck drivers who show up and like tow people's cars who mm. are not making payments on their shit. Yeah. And people are like, yeah, you got them. It's like they're playing a little video game where they like have to show up and take the car before the person comes out and <laughs> either starts shooting at them. Oh, or, Jesus Christ. Which has actually happened. Or like gets in the car and tries to drive it away before they catch it. Right. Or even once it's on the tow thing, people will jump in the car and like start slamming on the gas and to come like unhitched and drive away. And it's crazy. But then you're like, oh, right. They're taking this person's car away. (laughs) And yeah, maybe they're not making payments on it, but it it feels a little bit like cop adjacent. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm like, I feel like we're rooting for the wrong person here, Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. ultimately. Um, And I don't like that. Yeah. How did I get here? Uh, No one knows. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the tracker. Dog the bounty hunter. Oh, you're right. The bounty hunter guy. I'm like, let them be. <laughs> Maybe there's a reason they're on the run. Okay. Yeah. I think if anything, like Fred the Goat was probably involved and was like, you don't want to be a part of the military industrial complex anymore. Let Rowdy go. Yeah. Rowdy was escaping from a family that is actually pro-war. <laughs> and Rowdy is a peaceful cat. Yeah. He is a dove. Yeah. He believes in passive resistance. Ultimately, that is what he was doing. She was doing (laughs) for all this time at um, the Boston airport. And if you're wondering, how did she survive? I don't know. Probably on Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. And those birds that she famously (laughs) left her cage for. Um, Although... Rowdy was finally caught after three weeks, and they do suspect it was because she was probably just tired and hungry, and eventually she let herself be caught. Don't mistake that, okay? She could have stayed in hiding, (laughs) but she let herself be caught. Amen. Okay? Mm -hmm. Shout out to Rowdy. Next! In news that we absolutely love to hear, scientists have discovered the world's largest bacterium that is so big. How how big big is is it? It can be seen with the naked eye. I don't want to think about that. I feel like we're jumping a little bit ahead to the deep dive, but I don't want to think about bacteria and I don't want to see it. This is actually incredibly specific to the deep dive. Yeah. So this marine biologist that co-authored the discovery said that the bacterium is about the size of a human eyelash, which is, okay, that's small. Small, but still there, prominent. Yeah. Most bacteria are microscopic. You literally need a device to view them. And this one you could just see. Yeah, that's fucked. Even though it's like... Clearly, these scientists have, have never met the men I date. Am I right, ladies? Uh, you want you want a, a, a bacteria you can see with your uh, with your naked eye? Yeah, you just look right on it as tinders. Yeah, I got something about five eleven and oh. full of shit. Am I right, ladies? Oh. 
<laughs> this is uh, by far the largest bacterium known today. The bacterium was so big, how big is it? That the scientists who discovered it didn't even recognize it as bacteria until they did a genetic study and was like, oh shit, this is just one single cell. Wild. 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 It was discovered in a Caribbean mangrove swamp. Uh-huh. See? In the mangrove swamp. Wow. That's actually, it's going to grow into a big old man. So, like, what does this mean for us? You know what I mean? This one microbiologist said it opens up the question of how many of these giant bacteria are out there and reminds us we should never, ever underestimate bacteria. Cool. Yay. (laughs) Thanks for that lesson. Um, We're fed. Dead. (laughs) Um, Is that sound trademarked? Probably. I remember once. Come for for us. Come for us, fucking FCC. (laughs) Is the FCC who would do that? I don't know. I remember once I got in trouble for drunkenly singing a part of Drunken Love. Right. In Warner Music came after us. And then also for using the Law & Order sound. (laughs) Because that is trademarked. Anyway, don't like any of that. And finally, guess where? Florida. Only in Florida. Um, This is another giant discovery coming from Naples, Florida. A team of biologists recently caught the heaviest Burmese python ever captured in Florida. I will never go back. How big was it? I don't want to know. The python weighed 215 pounds. Oh. It was nearly 18 feet long. I am going to get sick again. (laughs) And it was carrying 122 developing eggs. (gasps) (laughs) She's pregnant? Oh, so now Florida's fine with abortion. (laughs) Yeah, Not only did they kill the snake, they aborted all 122 of her babies. Wow. I mean, I basically eat 122 eggs a day. Protein. Anyway. That is horrifying. Yeah. That is, that snake, some might say, too big. Too big. Too big. Yeah. I don't want to see it. Especially in Florida. It's like, they're not equipped to deal with that Where is it even, where even was it? What was it doing? In Where the Everglades. I hate that. So to find this. Do you know that one time when I was little, my parents took us to the Everglades and we like went in a boat that was known for like, you go in the boat and you see a bunch of alligators around you. Yeah. Uh, it was the scariest thing <laughs> ever. I remember it. I don't uh, like that because I've yeah. seen a lot of videos lately of boats just going under. You make one wrong little turn, and if enough water comes up over a wave, it's like you're fucked. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Your boat will sink. I actually. don't want to be there. Why would anyone oh, do it? Think, that actually is, besides spiders, my biggest fear is being submerged in dark water. Oh, I didn't know that about you. Yeah, it freaks me out. Huh. I cannot believe I swam in a lake as a child. Yeah. Frequently. Pretty much just dark water down there. Yeah, but specifically at like dusk or nighttime. Yeah. Okay. Like the idea of being underwater at nighttime oh is so <laughs> you, scary. Listeners, the winos can't see, but you just had a full body shake. Yeah, I hate it so <laughs> okay, much. Okay, we can move on. <laughs> um, So to find this snake, scientists trained male snakes as scouts because male snakes are attracted to the biggest females. Okay. okay. Body positive snakes. Yes. They're like, give me the biggest baddie out here. Because <laughs> the, their anaconda do. Wow. Do you know what I mean? 
this team used a scout snake named Dionysus, or Dion for short. Okay. Sure, okay. <laughs> Wasn't Dionysus, um, he was like the Greek god of fucking, I think. No. Yeah. He was like the partying guy. Grape harvest, winemaking, orchards and fruit, fertility, oh, right. insanity, ritual madness, religious ecstasy, you know, all things the snake loves. Yeah. I mean, he was like the wine and partyings. I mean, ultimately the patron god of unhappy hour, I would say. Yeah. Because what do we do on this podcast? Drink and fuck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they sent Dionysus out into the Everglades to find the fattest snakes out there. And <laughs> he found one. And he found the largest female that they had seen to date. Um, but then they then they killed it. Okay. And then they found... Honestly, I'm fine with that. Sorry, Peter. Right, initially, I was like, okay, you just caught the snake. But then it turns out that pythons are actually an invasive species right. in yeah. Florida. And in fact, Florida has a program, a python removal program, that's basically like catch a python, win a prize kind of thing. Okay. They're giving you... It says the state's python removal program runs for two weeks in August. So I don't really know why they're out catching them already. Oh, because they're scientists. So <laughs> I guess for the average person, you right. can go out and catch them. Yeah. Uh, participants compete for prizes, including $2,500 for capturing the most pythons. Wow. Okay. So you show up with the sack of the most pythons, including they're out there weighing 200 pounds. The story's not good for me either. <laughs> I'm feeling faint. Okay. I, but I also just want to say you couldn't pay me $2 million to go catch a bag full of pythons. Right. It does not seem like that much money. Enough no. money to be catching snakes that weigh more than I do. Yeah. If everyone who caught a single snake won $2,500, I'm like, okay, cool program. Right. But if that's the ultimate prize for the most amount of pythons? Absolutely no, not. No, yeah, no, no. And just to be clear, you couldn't pay me 2500 to catch a single python either. Yeah. So they can keep it. And yeah. that's why this is in Florida. Anyway, that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Next, we are diving deep into all the shit I don't want to think about. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
I'm Bobby Finger. And I'm Lindsay Weber. And I want to tell you about a podcast I think you're going to love. Who Weekly is a podcast about everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Does celebrity news stress you out? Are there too many people you've literally never heard of? Check out Who Weekly, a podcast hosted by Lindsay Weber and me, Bobby Finger. Each episode goes deep into the biggest Who Liberty stories of the moment. And if you're still confused, we even have a weekly call-in episode where we'll answer the most burning listener queries. Who Weekly airs twice weekly with brand new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen and follow Who Weekly on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts. All right. This week, NASA, our friends at NASA, which I don't know, stands for the the National Oh shit Association. <laughs> okay, in case know. it's not clear, Matt just took a hit of a vape pen. <laughs> <laughs> our friends at NASA decide to pop in and say, Hey, just in case you weren't already spiraling, here are some photos of the universe that our magic telescope took that show light from like 13 billion years ago. <laughs> I don't understand it. Also, why can't I take a sip? single good selfie, but you can take pictures of the universe. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. yeah kind of upsetting that they yeah. can take a they can take a picture of a star that, I don't know, exploded like a bajillion years ago, and somehow I cannot take a photo 10 inches from my face <laughs> not, that not does even. not show the worst side of me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. These photos, just the first one, I was like, you can stop right there. I don't understand why we need more of this. What are we learning here that ultimately is helpful to me as a human being? Yeah. Okay, so a star that we'll never see in real life. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not going to actually see that shit. I'm not going there. No. <laughs> I only care about where I can visit. Yeah. Show me pictures of Greece. Show me pictures of Machu Picchu. Exactly. I, basically, all I need are the Apple screensavers. Yeah. That is the other thing. It's like we are now advanced enough as a society that like I don't have to go. I can just see a picture of it. Yeah. Which is <laughs> kind of the reverse of that. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> true, true, true. No, that was my point about like hiking where people are like, oh, I reached the top of this mountain. I have this whole view. And it's like you could have Googled it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> That view is available on the internet. Yeah, yeah. You can see everything right there in front of you on your mm-hmm. computer screen. And, and actually on a day where the weather is perfect, like if you go, yeah. no guarantees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But seeing it on the picture, you're comfortable. You're in your home. Yeah, I just don't like, I mean, I saw some people kind of explaining that photo. By the way, if you weren't on the internet, didn't see this photo, NASA has the super powerful telescope that released these images for the first time. It's like crystal clear images of some of the first galaxies after the Big Bang. I don't quite understand it. Nothing that you said made any sense. Any yeah, no, that. no, no, no. Um, but it shows all of these like bright little dots. Mm-hmm. And apparently each of those dots is its own entire galaxy. <laughs> and our galaxy like, we are just a small part of that galaxy. I hate it. I hate I it cannot. so much. I cannot I think cannot. about it. I cannot fathom no, it. No, 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 no. People are posting all these pictures like, oh, look how cool it looks. Also, it looks like um, the inside of a toilet bowl after yeah. Taco Bell <laughs> night. Um, so it's like, guess what? There's beauty in things that won't break my brain. And yeah, I am saying there's beauty in the inside of my toilet bowl. Um <laughs> Here's the thing. What this is inspiring in me is the fact that there are a lot of things that I simply cannot think about too much without absolutely spiraling out of control. And so here I am having taken just a a wee hit from my weed pen Uh and um, we're going to talk about some of them. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fun game to find out who will faint first (laughs) throughout this deep dive. Can we actually talk ourselves 
into fainting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a fun science experiment. Yeah. Which ultimately is one of the things that I think is weird that I can't think about, which is that your brain is inside of you. No. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like you can use your brain to actively talk your brain into passing out, essentially. Yeah, yeah no, I'm feeling faint already. <laughs> um, I don't like that at all. Unfortunately, I no one else is in the studio with us, but we do have Melissa and Mari on the Zoom. So, you know, just have have 911 on speed dial. That is another thing I think about, and it actually is not really funny oh, per cool. se. Um, and it's probably more applicable to every woman and not me as a 6'3 man. Um uh. Is that <laughs> when I'm walking down the street at night uh-huh. and I'm talking on the phone with someone, yeah. say like my mom, I always think about like if I were to get attacked, like what is she gonna do? <laughs> cool. <laughs> like she's not where's she gonna call nine one one in Elsip, Illinois? Right, yeah. Yeah. And be like, Oh, my son got attacked a thousand miles away. Yeah. No, no. I'll be dead. You'll be dead. Um, anyway, <laughs> first <laughs> First thing that fucks me up, whales. They are so big. Why are whales so big? I can't even... That is the thing. Okay, when you think about the solar system, the universe, Uh, whatever. You're like, it's out there. It's above. It's far away. It is so big you cannot even fathom it. Uh Uh-huh. Literally, you cannot even fathom how big the universe is. No. You can fathom how big a whale is. Right. And being able to see how big a whale is uh-huh. and knowing that even that giant thing uh-huh. is still a speck in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Okay. Also, yeah. I don't understand how a blue whale is like the biggest thing on earth and all it eats is like little specks. Right. Yeah. I'm like, whatever the fuck krill do, is. Like diets clearly don't work. And I had to learn that from Finding Nemo. <laughs> Tiny Nemo taught us so much. And it eats it with teeth made out of a brush? (laughs) What is that? What is the point? Also, how is a whale a mammal? I don't get it. Like, get out of the water. Right. Walk then, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Show me this. (laughs) (laughs) What is the this? Walking, actually. Oh, okay. And then I was going to get up and walk, but I don't. Okay, cool. I'm not going to do that. All Um, right. Next, this I alluded to in a previous episode, Mm -hmm. eels. Okay, listen, Listen. I did read an entire book about eels. (laughs) It is called The Book on Eels. Uh And it's actually a very good book. It's the guy who wrote it. It's like Swedish or Switzish. And he's like used to catch eels with his dad. And it's kind of part memoir and part about eels. We do not know how eels reproduce. What? Still to this day, we do not know where eels come from. What? Okay. I'll say it again, bitch. <laughs> we don't know where eels come from. How is that even? Aristotle, 2,000 years ago, studied eels, and he was a fucking idiot and thought they just came from the mud. Because um, they Or were, he was fucking right. Or he was right. But back then, they were like, we don't know where eels come from. And so his logical assumption was like, I guess they just come from the mud. And now like it's 2,000 years later, and we still do not know where eels come from. How have we taken that crazy photo in space with some crazy telescope, but we don't know yeah. how eels fuck? I don't get it. Clean up your own house before you... What is that phrase? Yeah, it's like right, You yeah. deal with your shit at home before you start uh-huh. going out and dealing with other shit. Hello, Earth. <laughs> Message to Earth. 
let's deal with our own shit and find out where eels come from (laughs) before we start finding out where this fucking galaxy came from 13 billion years ago. I would like to know where the two little eels in Little Mermaid came from. Where do you think the universe came from? Eels. It could be. Could be. It could be. There's no we could all just not. be inside of an eel's missing testicles. <laughs> Basically, the assumption, if you care to have me explain it, <laughs> the assumption is like eels, for a while, we didn't realize that eels go through metamorphosis. Mm. And so eventually we discovered, oh, these tiny little like shrimp things that we were seeing in the ocean are eels just from so an early So we do stage. know. No, because all eels eventually, when they get old enough and decide to reproduce, go out into the middle of the ocean and then disappear. And they scientists like have like speakeasy. followed them. <laughs> yeah, they go to a speakeasy in the bottom of the ocean <laughs> and they disappear. And scientists have not been able to track. We know the general area where it is. The fucking Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, basically, it's I don't like, like this nearby at all. there. It's called I don't the like Sargasso this. Sea. That's terrifying. And. They, like, go out down into the depths, and no living human being has ever seen eels reproduce. All we know is that adult eels go into that general area, disappear, and then eventually a baby eel is found nearby. But no living eels have ever been even seen in that area. Sorry, I need to remember to breathe. (laughs) (laughs) It's just every time I'm like, how? How do we not... Follow them. How did we find the Titanic, but we can't go to the bottom of where that is? How have we reached the bottom of the Mariana Trench or whatever it's called? Marinara Trench. Marinara Trench, yeah. And we can't just go to that part of the sea and find it. I guess it's like a big part of it, which is why the ocean is like huge. So big. Steep. That is the other thing that fucked me up reading that book because I was like, we can't. The reason that we haven't is because it just takes a lot of money. Mm. And like, it's just like a scientist at some university that has to be like, hey, can you fund my boat ride to the middle of the ocean to try to find eels fucking? And they're like, ultimately, it doesn't matter. (laughs) They won't reproduce in captivity. Right. Next, um, I've been reading a lot of true crime lately. um, The bad idea. Which is not good. Um, Here's the thing. I saw this comedy set on TikTok, ring the TikTok bell, and it sort of fit in with my true crime journey. And the premise of the joke was that this guy stays awake at night and thinks about, can he prove where he was the day before? Can you pick a time the day before and prove where you were? Right. Full evidence. And so having read all of these true crime books and watched these true crime shows lately, I'm now like... One of my biggest fears is now being accused right, of a crime. You live alone. Like, you rarely have alibis. Well, I was thinking about it because I live in a doorman building that does cameras. have security cameras. Yeah. And so and you're, you're high enough up right, where you, there's you can't no way get out. I could get out. No, yeah. also, your windows literally don't open. So right. you can't. Right. Okay. So right. I would be seen going in and out. Yeah. Okay. But can you? No, probably not. I also, I was literally thinking about this yesterday. Like, it's crazy that if you got murdered, I would be questioned. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's going to suck. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's not an if now, it's a when? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'll suck. 
Like, I mean, also, not only will be questioned, but like, you'll probably be charged. Right. Yeah. Especially now. The amount of times that you have threatened to kill me is on record. Exactly. The chances of me being charged in your murder just went up about 5,000% because I talked about it. Yeah. And then they'll play this. How do you think it would happen? On repeat. How do you think it's going to happen? I'm not going to give ideas. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I was also thinking about like, could I ever actually. Murder me? Get away with murder. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> um, I was thinking about, like... I'm I'm a terrible liar. There's no fucking way I could get away with murder. I do think I'm a terrible liar, but the other problem is that I just don't think... I just, like, talk about everything too much. <laughs> like, there's no way, like, something that big could happen, and I wouldn't just mention it in conversation. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I forgot to tell you about this crazy thing that happened. Right. I also am, like, compelled to fill an awkward silence, and I just know, like, the first date I go on, yeah. and it's, there's an awkward silence, I'm like, by the way, I killed someone. <laughs> But it does. It's crazy because, like, I was watching The Staircase and, I mean, even though he probably killed his wife, like, the whole thing is that his wife is found at the bottom of the stairs. And assuming she did fall, what a horrible tragedy. Your wife dies in this tragic accident and then you're charged with killing her? Yeah. Like, if he's telling the truth, that sucks. Sucks. Big time. But, like, yeah, you can't trust a man like that. <laughs> Especially that guy. He's the most shady person <laughs> imaginable. Um. Anyway, next. This is just one of those facts that is often repeated, but when I think about it, I hate it. And mm-hmm. that is that woolly mammoths walked the earth while Cleopatra was alive and the pyramids were built. And I don't understand. Weren't Molly Mammoths part of the Ice Age? No. According to the movie, yeah. <laughs> Am I basing this off of Ice Age, the movie? Wait, I actually don't know if I knew this. Now that you said that, I'm like, did I make this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. We need a fact check. Woolly Mammoth Pyramids. Pyramids. Okay, yeah, no, it's real. Then what the fuck is the movie Ice Age about? Also, like, I guess is the Ice Age... Answer me that, Ray Romano, voice of the mammoth. Who haunts my dreams sexually. (laughs) 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 I just... Wait, is the Ice Age not the entire planet? Is the Ice Age actually just, like, North America and, like, everything else was fine? I don't know. I don't know. Everything that I know is being toppled right now, unlike... The Great Pyramids. The other fact that I saw recently that I didn't actually verify, but that sounds true, um, cool. even though it fucks me up, is that something like stegosauruses existed like millions of years before the T-Rex. I just... Millions of years. I don't understand how we think that like we've been around for, you know, a couple thousand right. in this modern civilization and like we're going to be fine. <laughs> Right, like, right. They're not going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that is the thing. Because that... <laughs> um, also in the, Bloop. I think it was the eel book. It was also talking about like mass extinction events because mm. um, mm-hmm. and how we're like probably in the middle of <laughs> like there have been like six, five or six mass extinction events already. Right. And I love that. Like, and the we're just that making a the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're getting a fact check from Producer Melissa. Very important fact check. um, Which I do think I knew. um, You definitely blended all these things together and then just ignored facts. There's two separate facts here. The one is that woolly mammoths 
roam the earth while the pyramids were built. Yes. The second fact is that Cleopatra lived closer to the first Pizza Hut being built than the pyramids. Right. That good, good for Pizza Hut. The in pyramids this were built like 2,000 years before Cleopatra. Right, 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 right. So she is a fucking liar. <laughs> Uh, another thing that I can't really think about, buildings that are built into cliffs. Like, what you doing? Like, famously, the cliff is there because land broke off. So building something into it, to me, is like, it's just going to break off again. Right. Wait, are we talking about the same thing? Probably not. Okay. Um, I just, I'm thinking of, like, having just gone to Italy, the, Mal- the Amalfi Coast, Bragg, um, <laughs> where all of these houses and buildings are built into the cliffside. Mm. And I don't, we're just getting way too confident with that kind of structure. Yeah, yeah. Also, when I was in Italy, they just built entire cities where Mount Vesuvius exploded. <laughs> like, we were in... Her blast zone. Yeah. And they don't give you a tarp or anything. Like <laughs> not, the Blue not, Man Not group. even an umbrella. <laughs> right. Because even when you see the Blue Man group and you're sitting in the front row, they'll give you a little thing to cover yourself yeah, with. Yeah, right. In case you get any blue on you. Yeah. You That's don't, another you don't thing I can't think in about. The Blue Man Group. The, yeah, the, I had the best fucking time at the. Blue is Man that group. only in Chicago? No, they have it all over the place. They have it here. We should go. They have different Blue Men. Yeah. It's not just one group. No. <gasps> right. So it's like a society. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's the entire plot of um, Tobias on Arrested Development. Yeah, but he was never actually in the group. Right, but the fact that you could audition. Right. Yeah, there are like many people, I think mostly only men maybe, out there whose job is to be a blue man. I don't like that. It's like you could be talking to someone, a stranger. You could be standing next to someone at the park, on the subway, uh, waiting for coffee. And that person could be a member of the Blue Man Group. And you would have no idea. No idea. And that is actually terrifying. More terrifying than the size of the universe, I would say. Yeah. Is that you could be around someone from the Blue Man Group at any given moment. Do we know their names even? I just am like. Blue Man and Group. (laughs) Yeah, do we know that it, we need an investigative podcast yeah. that follows the Blue Men group? This is my Woodward and Birdstein moment. <laughs> <laughs> I uncover. I go deep cover. Casting. Oh, my God. What do you even know? I think I saw the Blue Men group when I was in grade school. We, like, went on a field trip. Oh, my God. Auditions are coming soon. Sign me up. Should I? <laughs> you should absolutely. I'm going to sign you up without telling you. I know your email. Okay. What is... <laughs> Um, next, I cannot think about what my organs are doing inside Never. of no. me. No, the organs slash blood. I can't think of the when I start thinking oh, about my, I my think blood, about blood in my body, I start to actually become faint. So I yeah. will stop now. I don't. It's so weird. I don't think I was ever this way when I was younger. I used to have blood drawn. It was totally fine. And now the older I get, the more... I now have to tell the nurse, yeah. like, I might pass out. Yeah, no, I have a whole system that I have to go through. Yeah. And the fucked up thing is they don't even, like, offer you a lollipop or anything after. Yeah, no stickers. And it's like, no, I'm actually old enough now to realize how fucked this is <laughs> that you're actually stealing my shit. <laughs> and you don't even give me a prize? Yeah, no, I don't understand, like, organs, 
where they are in my body, the fact that they're just like go, go, going all the time. Right. Like the fact that you can sometimes like I remember there was one time where I was seeing this. It wasn't a chiropractor and he wasn't a massage therapist. It was like some stupid in between. And he was like, oh, there's your liver. And he was like touching, uh, touching it? it. And I was like, stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck do you mean? You, you're feeling my liver right now. Yeah. That's also it's like surgery where they'll just cut you open and then you're like you're just open like a bag of Doritos <laughs> and they could just kind of move stuff around. <laughs> I don't like that at all. I don't. Yeah. I also don't like the game Operation because I do not have a steady hand and it always made me feel bad. Yeah. Just thinking about that game. Right. The board game era. It wasn't even like a board. It was just like a toy. I guess it's a board game. Yeah. Making a mockery out of a life saving <laughs> <laughs> out of some poor man who why don't they ever talk about the operation game in Toy Story? That man is living oh, in constant agony. It's too fucked. Then have to be rated like X. <laughs> yeah. In the Toy Story universe, the guy on the table on a, in emergency operation. Yeah. Is in immense pain and agony. Um, but yeah, I cannot think about my blood. Yeah, there's that thing where it's like your blood is technically blue until it ex- it's exposed. Yeah. And I don't like that. Um, <laughs> another thing, now we're getting back into the sea, but what are jellyfish? I don't understand. <laughs> I've heard so much facts about jellyfish and every fact I hear about jellyfish is a one fact that I wish I didn't fucking know because <laughs> they're, they're like oh this jellyfish is actually 700 feet long and I'm like what is that okay <laughs> and then they all have these cute names it's like oh this we named this one after like a hat right <laughs> the Panama the man of war or whatever oh, because yeah. it looks like a little Panama hat or, oh really I want to look that up I think that's I'm not making that up. And it's like, oh, look at that. No, it's it's a blob of jelly that just floats in the ocean and could murder everything that crosses its path. <laughs> and then I hear these facts that are like, actually, jellyfish are like immortal. What? What is that? <laughs> it's like a jellyfish will never die. What? Like an elf? Like Yeah, like certain <laughs> certain jellyfish are just like literally immortal. I can't explain it because I don't understand it. <laughs> but it's like they don't age. That's it. Okay. So unless something comes in with like a gun and shoots it, which we should be doing, <laughs> uh, a jellyfish will just live forever, I think. Cool, 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 cool. This is why SpongeBob was catching them all the time. Yeah. He was actually doing a, a great service. Yeah. And finally, I don't like thinking about the amount of poop on an airplane. <laughs> We're just flying around with it. I saw a TikTok, ring the TikTok bell, of a flight attendant showing the little thing. They have like a meter on a screen a in, the, in the front. And it, she was like, we're in the middle of the Pacific Ocean and we're full. We're at capacity. <laughs> and it's this little like it goes from green to yellow to orange to red. And it shows like how full the poop bucket is in the plane. And it was at, <laughs> it was at red. Right, because they don't just like empty it. Between flights, right? Well, they should empty it between flights, but they were like over the ocean. Mm. And so they couldn't just empty it into the sky. I don't understand why not. Yeah, like whatever. Um, (laughs) Kill a couple jellyfish on your way out. Yeah, exactly. You could be killing two birds with one stone here and just releasing the shit into the ocean. But the fact that every time you see a person get up on an airplane Mm -hmm. to go take a fast shit in the bathroom... (laughs) um, 
that their shit is with you for yeah. the rest of the flight. You're yeah. actually flying alongside of it. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. Love that. And Going guess on a flight what? tomorrow. Can't wait. Not just shit. No. It's actually all of the bodily fluids. Whoa. Also, the number of videos that I have accidentally come across, I'll say, on the internet of <laughs> um, men just blowing their loads in a bathroom. Okay. <laughs> We have to talk about this at another time. Um, I I have a... Yeah. Uh, okay. On airplane bathrooms specifically. Oh, okay. That's the thing. And this is what I'll end on. You know, it's always a kind of joke of like, oh, you can't get pregnant from a toilet seat. I, f- I think you can. <laughs> I think you can. Um, based on what I've seen on the internet, there is cum everywhere. Cool, cool. <laughs> and every bathroom toilet you've ever been in, if it's unisex, there's semen on everything. Love that. And I'll say it's mine. Uh, (laughs) No, I will never. I'm never jerking off on an airplane. You can quote me on that. (laughs) And that's it for this week's Deep Dive. I hope everyone is still listening. (laughs) We did not terrify you away. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good shit that helps all the bad shit go down easier, starting with Two Better White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we can take to make our world a little bit better. Uh, Barry, what are we highlighting this week? I wanted to highlight something that's a little general, but I'll get specific, which we've talked about mutual aid funds before. And I just with the summer, we're fully in summer now. Mm-hmm. want to say it's a great time to look into your mutual aid fund, your local one, and see if there are any sort of like summer related drives that are happening. I used to live in bed and their mutual aid fund is bed Strong and it's super great. And like they have a whole campaign for donating old AC units and things like that, getting fans and stuff to help keep communities cool. Uh, So I just want to say it's a good time to look in your local mutual aid fund and see if there are some some summer-related things that you could be doing to help out your community. Yeah. All right. You can also find all of our Do Better White People shout outs in our Instagram bio in case you want to look those up. Now, uh, how about the TV we've been watching? Barry, what have you been watching? I've been watching a lot. Finish Stranger Things. Me too. Uh, Yeah. I've had that Chrissy TikTok song stuck in my head. (laughs) Also today, specifically because you recorded a recorder version. Yeah. And I hope that by the time this comes out, it's gone viral. Yeah, it's not. (laughs) I can pretty much say confidently that it's not. Um, We could drop a link. Yeah. um, Make it go viral. But also, I think people should hear my recorder playing Chrissy, (laughs) Chrissy, wake up. I don't, I don't like, like this. <laughs> um, <laughs> other than that, um, uh, I kind of forgot about Rutherford Falls after I started watching it. So I started watching it again. Uh, just a joy. But then most importantly, The Bear. Yeah. Uh, I've watched all of it. I've got a lot of thoughts and opinions. Uh, and I need to watch it. You need to watch it. Iowa Beery is in it. And she's fucking amazing in it, um, which is great. She's a comedian. If, you're, if folks here aren't aware, I love. And she is a very good actress in this. Um, and I forgot that What We Do in the Shadows is back and I need to watch. Yes, I just saw it today. Yeah. We should watch it later. We should. Except um, for the fact that we're going to see something else that maybe we shouldn't even tease. Right, uh, right, we'll, right. We'll talk about it next week. Um, what about you? What are you watching this week? Also watched all of Stranger Things. Um, have been in a true crime hole. Um, so I watched... The Staircase on HBO, finally, um, because I watched the documentary on Netflix, and now I watched the 
dramatized version with Colin Firth and Tony Collette. Here's what I'll say. Mm-hmm. I liked I liked both. Um if you want to see Colin Firth eating out Tony Collette's ass, Ooh. you should watch <laughs> you should watch it. Um, okay. Yeah, I I have a bad habit when I'm watching something that's based on like a book that I know or another thing that I've watched where I'm like I'm constantly thinking whether people who haven't seen the first thing will get it. Oh, does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I'm like, oh, this is interesting, but like, will it make sense to people who haven't seen the documentary? <laughs> yeah, or haven't read the book, right? Or whatever. Which like ultimately is not for you to worry about. I know, but I, <laughs> I take on so much anxiety, specifically when I'm watching with other people. Where yeah. I'm like, are they understanding? Right? This? Like, do I need to say something? Yeah, I'm like, do I recommend this to like my mom, or do, sh- am I going to have to say you have to watch the documentary first? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. But I think it's fascinating having watched the documentary to then see the dramatized version that contains a whole bunch of other stuff, mm-hmm. like the fact that Michael Peterson um, ended up in a relationship with the editor of the documentary. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. While she was actively editing it. Yeah. 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 And yeah, that yeah, they yeah, cut yeah. out a bunch of stuff that like made him look mm. pretty guilty. Right. 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 Cool. <laughs> um, but also they talk about the owl theory. Yeah. Because she was found with like feathers and right. her fingers. And yeah. like there was an angry owl that lived near them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, crazy shit. Also, um, I'll be gone in the dark. Yeah. Gave me nightmares. Had to lock my door for a while. Right. Very well done documentary. We did, in fact, produce the companion podcast. Right. I'm still watching the documentary, still watching the or still listening to the podcast. But I read Michelle McNamara's book, which is really great. And yeah, I'm working my way through the documentary. Um, And then I know everyone is wondering, I am on season six of The Real Housewives. (laughs) Yes, I've watched six seasons. Um, Oh, speaking of things that you haven't updated us on, just want to make sure people know... It's not that he lost kickball. It's that kickball was canceled. That's why you weren't talking about kickball at all today. Yes. Because kickball was canceled. I just, you know, I I know people are, they want to know. Right. Even though no one's asked. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Um, Yeah. And what did I do instead? Watch a bunch of The Real Housewives. Perfect. And I will say I have never hated a group of women more in my life. (laughs) And I'm conflicted saying that because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't love to shit on, um, a spe- like a reality show. It's like they're they are real people, um, right? But also these women in particular, I'm like, no, you're just pieces of shit. <laughs> um, also, it's Orange County, so they're all um, the worst people imaginable in the United States. <laughs> um, and listen, I've performed there. If I come again. Um, Everyone there is great. Um, but Orange County is famously, like, incredibly conservative. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And they live in this ridiculous bubble where they all live in mansions. And, I mean, it's it's just why We can record an entire podcast about this. The we fact can definitely, that, yeah. The fact that one of them um, is having her house worked on and she's talking to the... Um, workers who do not speak English and saying like no touch oh the widow oh my god and I'm like oh my god you're saying this there are cameras on you <laughs> oh that's horrible and this was in like 2012 like it's it's not that long ago no <sighs> anyway no. 
Okay. What is your non-TV chaser? My non-TV chaser is a book that you recommended a while ago, which is Why Fish Don't Exist. I love that book. I'm finally reading it. I really love it. Lulu Miller is an incredible radio producer Mm -hmm. who I know um, I've looked up to for a long time. and She's so fantastic. And wow, it is such a beautiful book. Yeah. So it's really, it's been really fun to read it. What mm-hmm. about you? What's your non-TV chaser? Even though it's also a book that will like yeah, kind it does. Of send I mean, yeah, yeah, it definitely. But although it kind of there's it's a like, lot of like op- not even optimism. It's 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 helpful, right? I think more than not. It's basically like nothing matters, but like that's okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> my non-TV chaser. What is my non-TV chaser? Uh, I mean, we have alluded to it, but I have been practicing the recorder. <laughs> And it is genuinely fun. I I need to actually um, learn an instrument that is not the recorder. Yeah, um, that, that your neighbors <laughs> won't want to murder you for. <laughs> Have you thought at all about whether or not I your neighbors can constantly you? <laughs> about it? And I'm so They're self-conscious. They're like, oh my god, who like adopted a small child recently? <laughs> Usually, and I don't know if this is a good idea or a bad idea, but I'm like, I try to play it only during like the daytime and not the, but maybe people are working from home. <laughs> so that's even worse. Someone just being in a meeting, be like, I'm sorry, I have to mute myself again. My neighbor pulled out the recorder. <laughs> and it, at least I do it in a room that doesn't share. I do it in my yeah, middle room right, right. that doesn't share a wall with any other apartment. Yeah. But like whoever's upstairs or downstairs probably does be <laughs> playing the recorder. Um, but I do I do forget. It's nice to just like have something where I'm like, oh, I'm I'm kind of like practicing at it every yeah. day. <laughs> it's just ridiculous that this is about recorder. Um, but I do. It does make me want to like get a piano or yeah, keyboard. Yeah, get a keyboard. Yeah, get and learn that and practice at it because that is less annoying and I can plug headphones into it. Yeah. Um, that being said, I will continue playing the recorder. Yeah. And as I you should. have been learning Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Maybe I'll learn the snare drum Ooh. or the cymbals. Wow. Yeah, that won't annoy anyone. Anyway, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can buy merch at unhappyhourshop.com. As always, you can head to the Odyssey app or wherever you get this podcast. Follow us, rate us, review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, Marisa Roscoe, and me, Matt Belisai. Harim Jang, Meredith Rice, and Kirk Courtney help out with our socials. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Belisai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter and Unhappy Hour on Instagram for all the latest podcast buzz. You can leave us a voicemail at our rant hotline at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. Chrissy, wake up. I don't like this. Chrissy, wake up.